No one has the balls to stand up like I'm doing right now. Stop the crap already. We're all Americans. We're all equal. I don't see black. I don't see Asian. I don't see anything but American. Welcome to One Tough Podcast. Today we're going to talk about a lot of things, but one of the things that really irritate me is what I saw on TV. I saw these two officers, one female and one male, fighting with this little punk and wrestling around, and they committed crimes, the cops. The cops were wrong. The cop tried to get him in a headlock. Oh, my God. How do you fight with someone who's six foot three and fight him with you without getting him in the headlock, without tackling him, without bringing him to the ground? The cop was fighting for his life. If that little punk got his gun, he could have killed that cop and his female partner. The fact of the matter is, this same little scumbag was just released out of prison only a week ago. Robbery with guns. He had longest rap sheet. This is what we're facing in New York. And you know what happened? After he was beating the cops up, you know what happened? He was out the next damn day. No bail. This is exactly what's going on. And then we have this kind of stuff. I'm glad one thing. I'm glad these two officers were black. Because I tell you what. If there were white officers, they'd be demonstrating now brutality, brutality. Because I saw the perpetrator had a little blood in his mouth from getting hit, punched in the mouth by the cop, which was 100% justifiable. But if it was a white cop that did it, they'd be demonstrating they want his badge. And you want to know something? The black cop put a headlock on him. That's illegal. Where? How the hell do you arrest somebody without... Putting your hands around them. It's not a chokehold. It's a friggin' headlock. And I had thousands of arrests. And I used that hundreds of times. Headlock. I didn't kill anybody. So nobody dies from a headlock. People die from chokeholds that are continuously on their neck. And that's that. And now all of a sudden, we got my illustrious mayor, Eric Adams, that I texted the other day. We're supposed to meet very soon with a couple of things that we've spoken about, utilizing the federal laws on these convicted felons who are carrying illegal guns. And if you get locked up federally, prosecuted federally, bye-bye, dickhead, 10 years you get. This will then go into the value of all these convicted, and they're all, I guarantee you, all these people being arrested have long, long convictions, and they're convicted felons. So now we have to put them on note Whoever's involved with carrying an illegal gun and you are a convicted felon, you will face federal charges. And this could be the catalyst across this country where Eric Adams could look like the hero that I think he could be. I think he could be. Everybody turns on me. Bernie and Sid, they turn on me. Oh, your friend Eric Adams. You know what? He ain't as bad as friggin' de Blasio. So let's not even compare. Eight years this big bird thieving piece of garbage threw us into the into the abyss of crime. At least Eric Adams is saying the right things. He's got to do a little bit more. He's in a very, very fine position right now being the mayor of the greatest city in the world. And he has a soapbox, but he's got to call out by name. Hochul comes out. He wants, the mayor said, he wants to have an emergency session of the Senate and the Assembly and the governor to talk about this bullshit bail reform. I shouldn't say bullshit. I'm sorry. But this garbage bail reform. Now we, the governor comes back, Hochul Shokul, and she goes, well, we really don't need that. Uh, we're not going to do an emergency surge, uh, uh, session. 
I tell you what, Hunkle, how about if your daughter, your son, or your grandchildren, if you have any grandchildren, how about they become victims of a crime? Everybody will be running crazy. All my liberal friends, everyone's worrying. I actually had a guy talk to me, Jewish kid, very successful, nice kid. I took him out to dinner last night. And he says to me, you know, Bo, you know what's going on? This is the rights of the people, the blacks, have been suppressed all these years. Now they're coming out and speaking out. Look it. I didn't suppress anybody. All I'm saying is we can't evaluate suppression that was hundreds of years ago and start to think that it's okay to riot, burn, assault, and do what you're doing in respect to what you're trying to say. There are different avenues of gaining what you have to do. And violence is not an avenue. And anybody gives me that excuse, I tell them, kiss my butt. Because the reality right now is it's not black, it's not white, it's not Asian. It is crime is crime. And the victims, mostly in the communities that I worked in, I didn't work in the fancy places. I worked in black and brown communities. I was the servant to the uh, minority community. And they're the victims. They're the victims. And then all of a sudden, Hochul doesn't want to discuss this. But if a family or if all my liberal friends, all of a sudden you become victims of violence or your children or your grandchildren, then you're going to say, hey, what's going on? Well, there's one thing you could do. And I say it again. This November, whether you're a Democrat or a Republican, this has nothing to do with party lines. This has to do about our future. This has to do about the crime wave that is engulfing our inner cities, killing our children and our grandchildren. Everybody's out there now becoming victims. We have to vote. Vote for the person, whether it be a Republican or a Democrat, or I don't care who he is or she is, vote for the person that's for supporting the police. We have to get this Bail reform reverse. And again, we're talking about something now. I was in Philadelphia. Margot Urban and the Cover Girls, my other half there, they had this freestyle concert in Philly. Stayed at the great hotel, the Rittenhouse, Little Susie over there. And it's in Philadelphia. Inside that city, I tell you the truth, it's pretty nice around here. But step outside of that nice area, go into the suburbs, and these people are being murdered. And there's so many murders in Philadelphia. But then all of a sudden, (laughs) I have to laugh about it. Sesame Place, nice place for the kids. All of a sudden, this guy, Cookie Monster, whatever guy dressed like in a costume and there was two young black kids there little girl little boy cute little little kids and they were there and they put their hands out to him and the guy i don't know if the guy saw him or the girl saw him and he walked by him i didn't like that i didn't like that but in reality what sesame place should do is have those kids come back put them in a parade put them in a float and show them that we love them but no you know who comes out of the woodwork the creepy crawlers the race baiting lawyers everybody's out there now it's about one thing we got to get money who owns uh, sesame place we got to get money this is a racial attack now, just maybe this is a slight to those kids which i believe those kids should be now rewarded with a big parade raid, put them on a float, show them, make them feel good. That's the answer. We don't just divide and cause more separation. Now the freaking cookie monster they go, they're going after. Everything is going on. It's 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 so topsy-turvy. I, I, I'm just, it's crazy. It's crazy. And then we got my mayor again, talked the other day. Oh, we got to go after the gun makers. 
Well, you know, Mr. Mayor, I agree with that. We should go after them. We should go after the illegal guns. We should go after the guns that are being transported into our city, all our cities around the country, because where the violence is, is in our major cities and our major states. Guess what? These are being run by these liberal Democrats and the people being killed. We talk about the numbers every week here. Last year, 2021, we had 21 1,000 murders. Again, 13,000 blacks. Of those blacks, 98% were killed by other blacks. Uh, We talk about these mass shootings. Again, 4% of the deaths of the 21,000 were mass shootings. The majority is the ones you hear about every day in New York, Chicago, Baltimore, Washington, all our Democratic-run cities. This is what's wiping out our communities. Let's stop passing the ball. Let's stop. And uh, Eric Adams, I understand about the guns coming in. But how about let's go after the people who are committing the crimes? Hey, if we take the guns away, you know what they'll do? They'll push people in front of trains. Hey, you know what else they'll do? They'll get bigger knives. Hey, they'll use their card. They'll kill them anyway. How about going after the damn criminal element and Put them in jail. Stop the cuddling crap. Enough already. My father used to beat the living daylights out of me with a belt buckle. He was born in Germany. My mother was born in Sicily. But you know what I got taught? Respect. And you got to respect law enforcement. And you want to know something? Everybody's childhood wasn't perfect. But we have to learn that right now in America, we have the greatest country. There's a reason all those illegal aliens are coming in here now and they're coming through the back door. You know why? Because this is the greatest country in the world. Then I turn on the TV and I see my old friend Whoopi Goldberg. What a moron she is. She comes out with this thing about, oh, Biden, President Biden's wife, Jill Biden, should be the Surgeon General. Oh, yeah, Whoopi, how about she's a Ph.D. of education, not medical Ph.D., you fool? Just shows you, Whoopi. You don't even know what the hell you're talking about. I think it's time for you to go down to Florida and go sunbathe somewhere. You're over with as far as I'm concerned. And then I just read today what happened with the last election. I am for... Every valid person in this country to be able to vote, that is our God-given right for this country. But you have to be a citizen. You have to have some sort of control of voting. But now they come, President Biden just signed this idiot bill, $1 billion, $1 billion for HUD. Now what they're going to do is there's going to be these ballot harvesting. So they're going to have little boxes in Philadelphia all over the place where you fill these things out. Somebody fills it out, and then they put it into that little mailbox we don't even know who's putting it in there, but I guess every illegal alien's going to be voting, and that's exactly what's going on right now. Again, we're talking about a red wave in November. I'm scared crap. You know why? I really believe this is a foresight now by the Liberal Democratic Party to get as many votes, legal or not legal, to defeat what the Republican agenda is going to be. Again, right now, and I'll say it again. Donald Trump, I know you're 40 years, 
don't run. Don't announce anything. Your policies were great. I think it's time for you to go play golf and stay in Florida. We got to get someone, if it's a female or a male, someone who's a moderate, someone that can continue your great policies. But I think it's time for you to go to the pasture. You know what I mean? You're going to be hitting your big 8-0 soon. Slow down, Donald. Time to go bye-bye. Because I tell you what, if you come into this election, there'll be another moron Democratic Elected, I guarantee you that. And everybody will be pointing fingers. Which way did it go? Which way did I tell Lee Zeldin, Lee, you're running for governor. I talked to him the other day. I said, Lee, you got to jump on this crime thing. Lee, you got to jump on this federal gun law that I've been talking about. There's so many issues here. But the main issue is the fear city. We are fear city now, New York. Used to be years ago. I went through, God knows, I went through the 70s and 80s being a cop and a detective. Now it's come back. And I tell you the truth, it is scary. And it's scary to walk around this city and see the deterioration and all that. And uh, we talked about it before. We talked about the Democrats, the Democrats values. Oh, they all have liberal values. But the reality is, like I said, when they become victims or their children or their grandchildren, then all of a sudden, now they start to look at things differently. Well, I'm telling you right now, You should look at things differently right now. And in November, vote for the candidates that are supportive of cops and supportive of revamping this uh, bail reform bullcrap because that's all it is. At what point? And I, I tell everybody, go to YouTube. Watch what that cop and his partner went through with this friggin' savage. Now this punk is on the street again. How do you get away with punching cops, beating the hell, living hell? Imagine if that guy would have got his hands on that cop's gun. We would have had two cops dead. Stop the crap already, New York. Look at that. And then this November, when you go into that voting booth, Vote for the candidate that is supportive of cops and for the bail reform, reforming bail reform. I mean, this I, I can't keep screaming about it. And then what came out about this, uh, you know, it really hurts me because there was this fellow. Everybody forgot about him. I didn't forget about him. His name was David Dorn. He was a black captain from the St. Louis Police Department. And during, I don't even want to use the name, demonstrations. They were friggin' riots. They weren't demonstrations. There were riots in 2020. During the riots in St. In, in St. Louis, all of a sudden, he came out. He was protecting his friend's uh, store. And these little scumbags came. And they shot him four times when he was on the ground. And he was killed. And there was a little blurb about the assailants were convicted of murdering uh, David Dorn, a real American hero. He gave his time in the police department. He, he, he elevated himself to captain, and he, and he was killed. And then all of a sudden, you had that DA there, that Kim Gardner, another one of a defacitation of this piece of sh- oops, kickers, piece of garbage, George Soros. He's 90 years old with the bags under his eyes. You should die already, George Soros. Million dollars to 75 DAs. Only one thing. 
if you're anti-police and if you're anti and, and all you got to be is anti-police and let people out on bail, George Soros will give you money. That punk in New York City, I'll say it right now. I don't care. Sue me, little punk. I'd like to punch you right in the face, George Soros. You know what? It's time for you to go bye-bye. And I heard you were a bit of a rat when you were over in Hungary. In the 1950s, you were aiding these other little pieces of communist garbage cans over there. And people should look into your background. You should go away, George Soros. You with your Open Society Foundation. And you fund all these little punk DAs across the country. Where one condition that you let people out with no bill and you do not support any police policies. This is crazy. Kim Gardner, the prosecutor in St. Louis, is one of his disciples. She should go away, too. I'm sick and tired of these liberal uh, these liberal DAs and this other brag piece of garbage brag. Ooh, that fat guy, he deserves a punch, too. And you know what? I might be 71 years old. I'd lay him out in New York City. No bail! That means I wouldn't have any bail. I wouldn't even have to eat a bologna sandwich, okay? But you know what? If I do that, they'll do something against me. I just—I'm sorry for rambling on. I'm just—I'm just so upset with what's going on across our country. And watching that video really, really killed me this time. Now we got to talk about something on a little lighter note, but bad again. Everybody knows that I did Goodfellas, and everybody's taking the pipe. Taking a pipe for people out there that don't know what that is, that means they're dying. I lost my good friend Ray Liotta. Too young, too young. He was in Goodfellas. Then I lose my friend Jimmy Kahn from The Godfather. Then we lose uh, Tony Sirica. And then all of a sudden, I'm, I'm filmed with him last year, The Godfather Harlem. I had my friend Paul Savino, Big Paulie. He played Paul Vario in, in uh, Goodfellas, who I knew. I grew up with Paul Vario. He used to have the uh, used car lot of Lank Avenue. He was a, uh, a capo in the, uh, which family? I think Lucchese family, yeah. Yeah, Lucchese family. So my friend Paul Savino, who I filmed last year, he was playing Frank Costello. I played Tommy Lucchese. That's why I don't have my beard on today. I played yesterday, and our friend Paul Savino died, and he was a, he was a great great actor. We uh, filmed last year with Chaz Palmatieri playing Joe, uh, Joe Bonanno. He was playing Frank Costello. I'm playing Tommy Lucchese. And he died. I go back with Paul. We used to play at the Vertical Club. We used to play tennis. And a little bit of a, he couldn't see the lines that good. A little bit of cheatation, but I love him anyway. But, uh, Paul Savino was a great guy. Taught me a lot about acting. And then we did some Law, law and Order, and there's a nice photograph with uh, Paul and myself and Mr. Big there, uh, Chris North. And uh, he's, a, he's a guy that we're going to miss very, very much. It was funny, yesterday I called up Tony Darrow, the other actor in uh, Goodfellas. That's the one got smashed in the head with a bottle by Pesci. And Savino's sitting with him, and he goes like this, well, what do you want me to do? Do you want me to kill him? And then all of a sudden, Daryl goes, that wouldn't be a bad idea. He goes, oh, no, I'm only killing, getting Paulie. Then Paulie took over the restaurant, and we know what happens after that. A little uh, Jewish lightning. Can we say Jewish lightning? Yeah, I'm going to say it. A little Jewish lightning. They torched the whole bar. It burnt down, and that was the end of that. And Goodfellas, one of the great movies uh, that uh, Martin Scorsese directed, and uh, we're going to miss uh, Paul Savino, and uh, my heart goes out to him and his family. 
one of the great actors that we have. So we, we rambled today a lot. Wow, I'm sorry if I'm a little angry. But I, like I said, watching that video really got me regurgitated. And um, we're going to do a, uh, we're going to continue doing our real uh, true crime stories. And uh, today we got a real exciting one. And I remember about it. It was a uh, case in Times Square where there's somebody cut the heads off two of these uh, prostitutes. And uh, it was a very famous case. Case, And we're going to actually have the chief of detectives, former chief of detectives, on our podcast of Bo Deedle's True Crime Story. And we're going to talk about this. But again today, all I got to say is I think we just got to watch that video. And then when you go into the voting booth in November, remember what Bo says. It doesn't have to be a Republican or a Democrat. It has to be someone that uh, supports law and order and supports our police department. And this is going to be a quick one today, but I think I had all my energy taken out of me. I tell everybody, please, let's stay together. Continue to listen to me. I may hurt people's feelings a little bit. If I offended anybody, I'm sorry. But in reality right now, we have to face the biggest problem we're facing, and that's the crime and the non-support for our police. And then after that, the, the old inflation's crawling up on us. God knows what's happening right now. Housing market's going down. Interest rate's going up. We're going to face some real difficult times ahead, and the crime issue is only throwing gas on the fire. Again, everybody, please continue. Tell your friends about One Tough Podcast every week and also one tough true crime stories, and we'll talk about the cases you read about, the current cases, and please listen in. Thank you very much. Bo Deedle signing off.